Hello everybody, welcome to the Daily Sip. My name is Oliver and my mission is to bring you closer to organic Japanese green tea and today we're gonna dive into the four ways how to get a sweeter green tea. When it comes to quality in green tea or in Japanese green tea, we always know that the tea bag is actually or is not the best way to really get high quality tea. When we just look inside a tea bag, we always know um, that there's only the kind of rest of the tea production used for a tea bag. We see that the quality is really, really different to a very well, beautiful, high quality tea, which we see now next to it. But when we look into the land of green tea, there are differences or things you have to look after, which could help you to get the best choice in uh, sweeter green tea and then let's talk about how to prepare this tea. When we look into the way of how to actually select a tea that is sweet, what do we have to look after? And there we directly go into the area of the shaded teas. The shaded teas are nothing more than just normally grown green tea but in the last two to three weeks actually there's happening something special to it and what the farmer actually does is that he covers or she covers the tea plants with a nylon net nowadays it used to be rice mats in the early times these rice mats nowadays are not used anymore as the scarcity of rice mats is quite big and the nylon nets they do a very well job with it so actually what does uh, the farmer do when we look into uh, the tea plant and what is actually causing a more bitter um, or a more astringent tea plant then we are talking about a higher level of catechins and these catechins there's actually or this uh, conversion from the theanine which is an amino acid in the tea plant two catechins this is actually inhibited when you cover the plant just right before the harvest so there we talk the last 21 to maybe 24 days then if we go in the territory of sencha uh, gyokuro is the longer shaded tea which is going from three to up to sometimes four weeks when we go to a shorter shaded tea then we are talking about the kabuse so-called kabuse sencha there we talk about between 10 and 14 days so the shading itself really inhibits this transformation and what does it, actually, does it actually give to the tea plant so when we are looking at the balance within the leaves then we are very talking very much of a higher theanine content and theanine is the amino acids which is coming from the root to the top of a plant and it is then transformed into catechins if the sunlight touches the tea leaves which is then a protecting mechanism against the sunlight also of the tea plant and when we then dive into the um, the shading of the tea plant then we directly learn or we see that actually the tea plant starts to produce a lot of chlorophyll through the shading it wants to absorb more sunlight so it needs more chlorophyll to do that 
and on the other hand the theanine uh, the, the change from the theanine to the catechins as a protection mechanism is not that much needed as when we talk about the carbuses so the shaded censure there we talk about 50 to 70 percent of all the light that is cut off and when we're going into the land of gyokuro or even matcha where they are similar or they have a similar production a way of production then we are actually talking about up to 90 to 95 percent of the sunlight which is just cut off especially in the last seven days of the growing process so when we are looking for a sweeter tea then we are looking for a shaded tea and then you can actually choose when you're looking into the leaf teas between the gyokuro or the kabuse sencha in this case here today i brought with me a kabuse sencha which is a longer shaded sencha so this tea is uh, shaded up to 12 days and i'm expecting from this tea a very nice and beautiful sweet note now when you're often looking for a green tea that is shaded most of the biggest varietal is actually the yabukita this is a more frost resistant varietal or so-called cultivar which is mainly grown in the region of shizuoka it is also grown more in the south but in the south you also have other tea cultivars coming in which are not which are a little bit more sensitive to frost but in the south of japan there as the climate is milder they are easy to be grown sometimes if you see a little bit of finer um, cultivars as well around the region of shizuoka which is a little bit more in the northern part of japan or kind of in the south of tokyo but northern part of the tea regions and uh, but most of the time yabukita is the predominant cultivar and with yabukita what you will see is that you actually have a tea which is nicely balanced between the different notes but definitely also shows a little bit of astringency because is this something actually the Japanese tea consumer likes quite a bit so you have this nice balance of a little bit of sweetness this nice umami flavor mixed in with the astringent tones if you want to go sweeter definitely what you can look for is for example the Okumidori cultivar which is actually a crossbreed between the Sarai 16 and um, the Yabukita so it is a little bit of a smoother a little bit rounder and less astringent cultivar Saimidori is also a very beautiful choice which you can do or even the Asatsuyu which is an early budding cultivar which is also used often for the production or often which can be found in the production for Gyokuro so the emperor's the most and longest shaded tea so when we are looking really for sweet tea so first of all really look for a shaded tea this is easy to be found you see that these dark dark leaves um, really show themselves beautifully they really go into a very dark green while okay these are now the tea bag leaves but when you look at sensors which are going in that direction you already know that they are a little bit uh, more showing than these astringent tones which you try to avoid in this case and then the second part and this is more for a little bit advanced tea drinkers and also for uh, the selection which you can get from your uh, vendor depends on the vendor if he has knowledge about the cultivars and then when you have the cultivars go for okumidori saimidori or asatsuyu this would be for today my suggestion to you good 
So um, there we have number one shaded T, number two is then the cultivar. When we go now in the, or we have selected our T now, there are coming two things into play. So we're gonna put away these low quality leaves and we're just gonna focus on these high quality leaves from now on. So what we will need is either a strainer or we, I directly use here my Kyusu teapot. And now we have two things that come into play. So one is the temperature and the other one is the time. So um, when we talk about the temperature and in my opinion, the temperature, I would even say it's even more important because sometimes you can brew your tea at a very low temperature. You can even cold brew the tea and there the time doesn't really matter anymore. With the cold brewing, you can just brew the tea overnight and then you just leave the leaves in the water you let them extract the flavor what will happen is that only the sweet particle will be extracted there's no astringency coming into the, the tea and therefore you have a beautiful sweet tea and there the time can go up to 8 10 12 or even 14 hours depending on how long you want to leave it in starting from one hour it already develops a beautiful taste. And that's why, in my opinion, I would say temperature is a little bit less important if you really want to go for uh, the very sweet taste and you don't really care about the temperature uh, or the time. Good. Then, when we uh, look into temperature, there we have uh, kind of different ways to brew your tea. If you really want to extract the maximum um, of uh, sweetness to your tea and you want to still have a nice temperature which goes in the territory, in the hotter territory, me, I personally, I would suggest you to go for 60 degrees Celsius, which is around 140 Fahrenheit. Because it is known that this, the tannins or catechins, they are starting to be extracted above 60 degrees Celsius, so 140 Fahrenheit, and then you have the astringency moving into the territory of or into the space of your tea. Meaning that if you leave it longer in, it can also extract, but here we are only talking for now about temperature. So as soon as you go beyond the 60 degrees Celsius, so the 140 Fahrenheit, you start to feel and to see also that your tea moves more and more into the astringent territory. That's why uh, Gyokuro, which is uh, drunk at for its sweet and savory umami rich tea taste, is often suge suggested that you brew it at 60 degrees Celsius. You can go up, but then you start to stress the tea, stressing the tea, meaning more of the catechins coming in and your tea will move more into um, the astringent area of its taste profile. So 60 degrees Celsius, very important. Then second is the time. So when uh, we are talking about time, so here we already are at point number four. When we talk about time, Time is very, very important when you don't want to extract the catechins, especially as soon as you're moving beyond the cold brew. Cold brew, as I said before, there the time issue is not very present. There it's rather suggested that you leave it in for a longer time, so one hour and beyond, until 
12 to 14 hours is no problem. But when we are talking about the hot brew, then time becomes a crucial component of your brewing. And here, um, what I said before, 60 degrees Celsius is perfect, but we also talk about the timing, then after two minutes, even when you brew it with 60 degrees Celsius, the catechins or the tannins start to extract. And then you have a more of a bitter, more of an astringent uh, tea taste, which is coming in. And uh, this um, uh, we will see now um, as a comparison. So I will do one brewing with this one here, just for one minute. As it is essential, I can do it for one minute and then I will go over and do a second brewing with over two, two and a half minutes that we can just see the difference. Good. So let me, for this one, get a second teapot and I'll be right back. Good. So I got now my second teapot and uh, have it here. And I will use the same tea. Same amount as well. And you can see it's the same tea. So we're gonna use this one here and just do five grams of this tea. And we're gonna brew it at 60 degrees Celsius, 140 Fahrenheit. And voila. Good. And now we're just gonna do this one for a minute and the other one we're gonna leave it for a little bit longer. Good. So we give it 15 seconds more and then we're gonna go into the pouring of this tea. Good. So this is now one minute. Get out the drops, get all the drops out of your teapot because you want to avoid post-brewing or after-brewing of the tea. We see the leaves are now getting much brighter, much lighter in its green. Very beautiful, really like this. It's quite a strong cereal note, this tea. Super interesting. So it's a first flush sensor, meaning that is really coming from the first picking. Now we are at two minutes for the other tea. We're just gonna leave it in for three minutes and then we already have a look. I think I have to use a little bit more water here to have the same amount. Doesn't change anything if I just add a little bit of water. Quite a cereal note, quite a vegetal note. There's not a lot of the sweet corn which I'm normally getting from shaded teas. 
super interesting. A tea actually I drank once, I didn't choose it. Didn't like it that much, so I said to myself, I want to give it another chance in this video for shaded Sanchas or for shaded tea versus unshaded or shaded tea and the sweetness of the tea. And let's have a look here. Give it just 10 seconds more. And then we're gonna compare these two teas. Okay, and we're good. Also here, same, get the last drops out. There's no post-brewing, but we overbrewed this tea now a little bit. So we can already see it actually in the color. So here we have a much darker colored tea, while the, here we have these light colors. And this is often a sign, or maybe you already made the experience that you left the tea longer time in your teapot with water, and then you poured it into your teapot or tea glass or teacup, and there you saw that the color just is a little bit dark. And this is really this longer brewing or this over brewing is often a sign that it gets a little bit in these dark orangey tones, even though it's a nice, nicely shaded tea. But now let's take the one minute, uh, one minute brewed tea. Mm. It's very, very beautiful in terms of its sweet tones, light tones. I get a little bit of floral tones. I'm thinking that this is a Yabukita actually. So let me have a look. It is a Yabukita. So you get a little bit of this fresher tone. So a little bit more of this fresher, this lighter tones coming in. If I want now a tea which is really purely sweet, then I should try to get then an Okumidori, Saimidori or Nasatsuyu. Here with this one, here I'm getting a nice Yabukita flavor, a lot of sweetness, thanks to the lower temperature brewing I'm doing here now with the six degrees, 140 Fahrenheit. And um, I have the possibility to really taste a very beautiful, sweet, light and floral notes. Uh, which are in this tea, but uh, you feel a little bit as kind of a light undertone, a light, slight light undertone of astringency with this tea. So um, this one here, not the sweetest tea, but thanks to the low temperature, the short brewing time and the long shading, which was clearly visible with the leaves, this tea shows me a lot of beautiful sweetness with its first brewing. Now, when we look at the same tea and we look at this two to uh, nearly two and a half minute, um, no, three and a half minutes of brewing. Mm -hmm. It's much stronger and there's a lot of astringency with it. There's a very heavy note all the time. So each time when I overbrew a tea, I always get this super heavy note with it. 
It's a very beautiful sweet tea still, but short after this sweet taste profile, I have a strong push into the astringent side. And it's kind of this heavy, heavy um, kind of uh, tanninic taste which is coming in. It's not completely um, kind of uh, super strong in its um, astringent profile, but it shows a lot of this heavy, this strong tannin rich taste profile. And the tannin is also important because it is actually the thing that binds more the iron in your body where the tea is not um, so much or it is said that the green tea actually uh, inhibits a little bit or the absorption of iron. So um, if you leave it also in, you can also kind of strengthen this effect. That's why you also should brew it just from a spectrum or communal standpoint that you don't want to have this absorption of iron too much, then you shouldn't have the tea which is too rich in tannins. That's why overbrewing has also this effect which is not positive on your body besides the tea which is just not very pleasurable. So when we just compare these two teas, here, light, sweet, little bit floral. Now I get even a little bit of a melon taste. So very beautiful sweet with a slight undertone, a little tingling of astringency here. Mm. Already when it touches my tongue, kind of my tongue goes back a little bit because it's so astringent. It's heavier. You have much more of grassy notes as well with the tea. So very much unpleasurable or not a very pleasurable um, tea in uh, its overbrewing state. So definitely um, short brewing time is a super important thing, especially when you do hot brewing. And um, so keep it to one minute. You can go up to one minute and a half. Don't worry if you brew it at one minute and a half, everything is still okay. But don't overdo it. Don't go longer. Don't go beyond the two minutes with a, a sencha or a cabus sencha. With the gyokuro as it finer rolls, you can go to two, two and a half minutes, but then not go over three minutes. And here definitely we see with this brewing, which I did over three minutes, um, here I definitely can see that there are much more of tannins and it's just more stringent and less pleasurable to drink. So. I guess um, to repeat all the points, so first one is selection of a shaded tea. Second is try to even improve the sweetness by getting a sweeter cultivar, sweeter varietal, Saimidori, Azatsui and Okomidori. Or, um, and then if you go and when it comes to brewing, then use the temperature wisely, six degrees Celsius, 140 degrees Celsius, uh, Fahrenheit, sorry. If um, you want to keep the water, uh, the, the tea kind of at its 60 degrees, preheat your cuses so you can fill it first with hot water, you pour it out, you put the tea in, and then you put the water in so you can keep it exactly at the 60 degrees or 140 Fahrenheit. And then in terms of time, one to one and a half minutes, two to two and a half minutes if you have a gyokuro, but if you have sencha, one to one and a half minutes and don't go beyond with the sencha beyond the two minutes and don't go beyond the three minutes with the gyokuro. That's it. 
I think that's how you get your tea on or you maximize the sweetness of your tea. Um, even when you have a lower quality tea, try these two brewing methods or this method just a shorter time, lower temperature and you already see that your tea gets sweeter. Thanks a lot for watching and if you ever have a question feel free to put a comment down below and we will answer it as soon and as fast as we can. Thanks a lot for watching. See you and bye bye.